Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 7, Jesse LaFlair, The Movement Master. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, The Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Today we're going to kick off a great two-part Wolfpack Ninja podcast with the movement master, Jesse LaFlair. He's a great athlete. He's a really great coach and a, a great role model to kids. A lot of you know him from American Ninja Warrior. A lot of you know him from par- his parkour action. And he's, he's an incredible guy. He's a stuntman. He's been in films such as Divergent, Ninja Turtles, and 300. And he has this passion for extreme sports that extends well beyond parkour And the Wolfpack has quite a bit to learn from him. So I'm really excited to get into his interviews and discuss with you guys what you think about it all. Brian, do you know much about Jesse LaFlair? Of course I know about. And I do parkour. Everyone that does parkour, and even those of you guys who don't do parkour, you guys probably heard of Jesse. Jesse is the parkour master. He has like 28 million views, I believe, on 28 million views. Unbelievable. Yeah, he does a lot of instructional videos, and he's really smooth when you see him move. Phenomenal athlete. He's created new tricks. He's won uh, multiple best new tricks of the year. He's a really, really incredible athlete. He's a stuntman. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's been in, he's like been in the movie Three Hundred and other. What? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. He, he's a really, really cool guy, and just his the way he moves. I mean, if we could move like that, we would be like the perfect athlete. No fear of stage one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would definitely help. But now I I saw a video this morning of him like jumping onto a garden gate and riding it and then kicking off and doing a backflip off this wall. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm always very impressed by parkour athletes because I came from a gymnastics background and it's very strict and kind of regimented and with parkour it's like they kind of just feel it and do it and so it's always been very interesting to me and when you see someone who does it well I think it's pretty amazing. I'll be honest with you guys when I first started getting to ninja and I went to a parkour gym and I was seeing these guys flip around I I really didn't I really didn't uh see it when I started actually like watching them and I would go try the things they were trying I was like it looks easy because they're so good at it. Yeah. And then I realized that all the flipping and stuff that I didn't really, you know, I didn't emphasize. Res- yeah, I didn't emphasize, especially myself. I don't do a lot of that. I, I became, I realized that they're so good and make everything look so easy because they have that body awareness that yes. you get from doing all the flips and it's stuff. Incredible. Yeah, and it's it's something that I think every good athlete should do. In fact, I was just listening. To um, uh, another podcast um, is uh, about ultimate fighting. I think it's Joe Rogan's. Anyways, they were talking about a lot of the top elite um, best fighters in the world now are training movement 
slash parkour. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wait, and some climbers are doing that too, like over in, in Germany. Europe. In Germany, oh, yeah. the movement training. I mean, it's still on a climbing wall, but they're. Oh, actually, they do do some parkour stuff as well. But then they set up a lot of very dynamic parkour esque movements on the wall to pr- to train the German team. It seems like it's all kind of moving towards you know one common theme, which is just the study of movement. And this guy, Jessica Flair, is one of the masters, especially of lower body movement. But it's, it's interesting to hear how excited he is to do the upper body stuff as well. And he's just naturally good at it. You know, he's like a light-framed competitor. He just obviously has really good genetics. And he's constantly teaching people how to improve their parkour. And I've, I've learned a lot from Jessica Flair. It'll be interesting to see as parkour progresses and rock climbing progresses if somehow they merge and there's a competition where it's rock climbing and parkour kind of mashed together it's ninja warrior bro that's that's yeah, true that's, 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 that's a tv what, show you know yeah. more like an actual competition like an event like yeah. an olympic event obstacle race who knows maybe there'll be like a, a wolf pack ninja competition where we will host a a big event. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's happening. It's in the works. Yeah, well, yeah, totally. Let's, yeah, let's get Jesse on. I want to hear what he has to say. Let's do it. Jesse, you're a legend. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. You know, there's a couple things that we got to get to right away. How did you find parkour? How did you get into parkour? Ha, the age-old question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like you had mentioned, I've, I've always been into action sports. So I was actually in college, still always open and exploring new ideas of what movement can do for me. Uh, And I had stumbled upon a couple guys that were doing parkour. And, you know, at the time I was able to like do a really sketchy backflip off of something high. So I was like, oh yeah, check this out. And I jumped right in the mix and did this backflip. And um, to be honest, they were, they were kind of like, well, that's not what we're doing. Uh, (laughs) They were like, you know, what, what we're doing is parkour. And they were very, you know, kind of the original um, term, terminology of it all. Uh, so they were talking to me about this idea of parkour being, you know, this tool to be fast and efficient, able to overcome any obstacle that might be in your path, whether it's a physical obstacle or a mental one. It was very like hippie-ish. And, and I was just like, all right, I'm in. Uh, so actually the beginning of my training, I, I actually focused a lot more on the fast and efficient movement over under through, um, sort of stuff. And it wasn't until a couple years into it that I actually decided to, to start really trying to do flips and, and explore the creative side of what free running is. So was that like a light bulb moment when they said, no, look, you know, this is, it's actually about this really cool finding your path. Yeah, it definitely struck a chord with me. And, you know, I think, it was a moment that I can actually look back on and and sort of view the sport from an outside perspective. And obviously, I've been doing it now for about 10 years, and a lot has changed. Yeah. But there was still that moment where even I looked at what they were doing and, and didn't really have the full understanding of how how much it can change you as a person through movement. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of the guys that do the obstacle course racing stuff can relate to this idea of like, fighting to be able to do something that you at first don't feel like it's possible and then you know after even months of trying to do something sometimes you finally break through that wall and 
and it's not just a physical accomplishment. It becomes this, you know, really strong mental accomplishment that relates to like everything you do in life. And you're like a pioneer. I mean, you are a, a, really a movement scientist. I mean, you've invented tricks, you've done all these incredible things and really motivated a lot of people. Tell us a little bit about that invention process. And Yeah, you know, I think for me, kind of like continuing to transition to what parkour and free running means to myself, there was a moment where I, I just kind of felt like a lot of people were kind of stuck trying to do the things that everyone else they see online is doing and there was sort of this pause in like the expansion of what we can do and, and consider still a part of our sport so you know my my passion actually I don't know if you know this I, I went to school for art oh, wow. um, and I had before um, graduating with my bachelor's of fine arts in uh, sculpture with a concentration on video and performance I had shown in like 13 different countries and when I started parkour and I moved to New York and there was kind of this, this void of creativity in my life for a moment. So it wasn't until I started to really explore movement and what my body is capable of and what even the sport is willing to accept as okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's when I really started to dive into like the creative side of it all. And so you're like a movement artist, really. It's performance art. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes it feels like that, but at the end of the day, sometimes it feels like I'm just drawing on a piece of paper with crayons. Like I'm just playing. Yeah, you're having fun. We call it we call it training, but at the end of the day, we go into the gym or outside and and just play for hours. <laughs> that, yeah, that is so cool. And so I'll tell you, when I first started Ninja Warrior as a climber, you know, I didn't even know very much about parkour, to be honest, which is crazy. And then as I started to be like, okay, I need these skills. My all the videos would turn to you, and now the Wolfpack. Honestly, we watch your videos and study and try and do some of the stuff, and you can't tell how difficult some of it is. <laughs> and uh, we're so far away from some of it; it's in, it's incredible. Now, what has your experience been like going to Ninja Warrior, where they there's rules and there's like you know it's kind of a love hate relationship, isn't it? Yeah, I would say Ninja, Ninja Warrior has definitely always been a weird sort of strange thing for me. There's this part of me that that watches people train year round for it, and and at the end of the day, I feel like sometimes it's also a TV show, and it's not always in the athletes' right. abilities that that they fall. Whether you know the person before them had wet the platform and they slipped, or totally, um, you know, getting disqualified for touching a rope on your roll or something that you weren't supposed to touch, and you know, so there's there's like that's the part of it for me that I dislike. Yeah, but the part that I really do like is the fact that you can't test the obstacles. You don't, you're not allowed to touch anything. So when you do get up there, um, you know, some guys will take their time because they want to make it through and they want to beat the course. Right. For me, it's really like, it's kind of been a fun, challenging way for me to test my abilities and my, my reaction speed. Um, I think every time I've ran the course, I'd have gone pretty much as fast as I could go. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy to me. That is so <laughs> I, like I would break my leg and fall on the second obstacle for sure. <laughs> but I think that's where the fun comes for me. That it's it's more challenging for me to try to do something that I haven't done right quickly than than to sort of sit there and fight to figure it out. I don't know. A lot of the uh, other 
high-level parkour athletes that have been on the show share a similar sentiment. And, you know, it's, it's just fascinating. I think that this year we've even heard that they may expand the lower body agility aspects of the course, which may actually give the parkour guys a, a big advantage. It's kind of exciting to see it get tougher in that regards. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of heard that rumor. I definitely, I put in my application and if I'm not out shooting a movie or something like I was last year, I'll definitely be there and, and hopefully everything is fun and good. And uh, I, the thing is, I, I like the challenge. Yeah. Even with the, the sort of climber-based, upper body-based obstacles, all of that is is fun to me. And I I don't think it would be fun if it was easy. So right. part of it's like, well, if they put in some more parkour stuff and that's that's good for me because it's easier, it's kind of bad for me because I don't really care about it being easier. I, I like the challenge of it all. Right, right. Now, have you always been the kind of guy who searches out that challenge and, and is looking for the next step? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I haven't always been that guy, but I think through parkour, that's that's really what it, it teaches you is that like everyone has their, their limit, right? Yeah. And these temporary limits. And in parkour, you're essentially training to be able to break past those limits and find your next limit. And um, so it kind of, in that regard, definitely comes to that idea of like finding the challenge and then figuring out a way to over, you know, overcome it. Now you've put out an incredible amount. You're very prolific when it comes to teaching people and teaching, especially kids and your young fans. And you've been incredibly supportive of their journeys through parkour. What has that been like for you? Uh, it's been like essentially life shifting, life altering. Wow. Me and my, my teammate, Corey DeMyers, we produced and directed a documentary film that journeyed, uh, that, that documented our journey, um, in 2013 when we decided to try to become professional free runners in a sport that really doesn't have many right. quote unquote professionals. And we ended up going to Europe and training and doing all these competitions and, it ended with us both standing on the podium at the largest free running world championship that our sport has. That's awesome. Uh, so, so we had made a film. Um, we worked with some really incredible filmmakers and documentary editors. Um, and we took that film on a 25 city, 13 country world tour over the last year. Uh, and at every stop we hosted a a free public jam, which is, you know, a jam is just a gathering of like-minded parkour athletes. And that was a really interesting aspect of it that I didn't quite, I wasn't quite prepared for because I had met so many people that, you know, would approach me with these really kind of heart-wrenching stories about um, their life and, and how through finding my videos online and learning, you know, one or two moves and getting really introduced to this sport and lifestyle that, you know, I had, I had people telling me like, literally we're going to kill themselves. And, you know, it was only because of the, the videos that I had put up that had saved their life. And now they're, they're happy and they're have all these different friends that they can connect with. And wow. And that aspect, yeah, it's a weird thing. You can help people, but at the end of the day, you, you have no idea with, you know, the things that you're doing, the effect that it actually has, you know, there's, there's one major ripple that you could probably see. Yeah. But it's all these sub ripples that will just continue to bounce and 
and travel through, you know, word of mouth or people or this kid teaches someone else. And yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it, it really is insane. And, you know, my favorite photo of you is the one you're doing like this kind of half you're in this, you're upside down doing this half twist and people are kind of blurred out in the background, but there, it looks like there's thousands of people and there's just these <laughs> kids with their mouths hanging open. You know which photo I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. It, it is so cool. And we're going to try and include that in the show notes. The feeling that people get when they, when they watch you and say, I want to do that and I want to break out. I want to move. I want to be free. And there's something about that freedom. And I think that your fans are so loyal and loving and it's really neat to see the commentary and, and how, just how much they love you. And that must be very rewarding. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a very, very cool aspect of, of my life that I could have never anticipated having. <laughs> yeah. You're having quite the impact. We just to switch gears a little bit. We just competed in a, a show called uh, team ninja and I got to tell you, everybody was talking about you because we were like, thank God Jesse's not here. Um, I know. Well, I, I'm like, well, I really wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. After I caught wind of it, I was like, oh, this is definitely up my alley. So, yeah. What do you think? What do you think about the whole concept? It goes back to that speed is, is, you know, important and people don't have the time to be super calculated and they have to trust that their training actually will, will pay off. So no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to to watch the series and and hopefully you know if, if the show gets renewed and jump on board and have an opportunity to actually compete in it. Well, we all think it's going to grow like gangbusters, and uh, it would be amazing to have you on there. I don't want to run against you. I got <laughs> <laughs> so. What what about advice for the kids out there? What advice would you give to your fans who are kids? You know, to just to improve their lives and. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think it has to be advice to kids specifically. It's yeah. the one like big piece of advice that I have is a lot of people are afraid to try the things that they want to do because they're afraid to fail. Yes. And the really hard truth is that not trying is actually failing 100%. Right. So I, I would say for anyone that just wants to do something in life, you know, and it could be movement based, it could be art, it could be music, it could be anything is get started. Small steps. You know, I, I like to say this quote a lot. Even the smallest of steps can equal the biggest of strides. And yes. a lot of people get too caught up in this idea of like wanting to be the best or, or not being able to play the best guitar. Everything takes work. And some people do get it faster than others. But if you just allow yourself to celebrate the small progressions that you're making, you know, one day you will be in the position and be able to look back and go, how did I get here? And you'll know exactly how you got there and you would have learned everything you needed to learn along the way because you took the small steps to do it. That is incredible advice. That's advice that our listeners can incorporate into their life right now, whether they're young or old. What about nutrition? Nutrition, I, I know training for you is playing and you know, you're constantly training. How about nutrition and diet? Do you do anything? Uh, you know, I've, I've definitely tried a couple things. Um, I'm not very particular. It's it's one of those things where I'm not a, a fad diet person. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon for certain things, but right. I'm just going to try to eat healthy. You know, I I actually just I do enjoy vet vegetables, but I also love me some steak and burgers. So for sure, you know, I'm I'm a small guy to begin with. So actually, a lot of it for me is keeping up my calorie intake and 
and making sure that I'm not burning off everything that I'm putting in my body. But yeah, in, in, in terms of training, I think, uh, you know, I've started to take my training a little bit more seriously as I'm getting older and I want to be able to do things that, you know, playing around at the gym is cool. But if I want to actually be able to take bigger impacts or jump further, you have to do the things that are going to allow you to do that. So right. I've been putting in work, doing a lot of squats and actually started doing a lot more weight training to see how it sort of aids my movement. And, uh, you know, I've definitely seen some, some decent progressions. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. What's it like to, you, are, you're 30 years old now? Yes. What's it like to be 30 years old and, you know, you've been a movement expert for so long. Has it changed the way you approach movement? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's <laughs> you know, little injuries and little, like, lifestyle choices and stylistic things. It's It's been fun for me to explore ways of, of moving that maybe are less impactful or, or less, you know, or, you know, if you're on, like, a really high ledge, there's tons of tricks you can do that that aren't necessarily jumping up an additional six feet into the air, but instead creatively choosing to do a stylistic like approach where you're sliding in and flipping from a low squatted position, which still has a very different visual look to right. it, but also, um, you know, is still something that is fun and cool to do. Interesting. Yeah. I, I know. I, <clears throat> it, it's interesting to hear that, um, you know, I, I'm 40 years old now and I've definitely seen also a change in the way I approach, uh, athletics in general, but climbing and with parkour and for me learning to take risk and going to the parkour gyms and training with some of these guys, I have to be very careful because I don't have the years of experience that you have. And I have a 40 year old body, but if I could, I want to ask you, Last year, there was a really interesting phenomenon that happened. Nobody kind of expected it, but there were two finishers of the whole American Ninja Warrior course, which was amazing, uh, Jeff Britton and Isaac Caldero. And you, you probably don't know this, but on both their Instagram pages, they are claiming to be the first American Ninja Warrior. And I didn't, I don't know if you even knew that there was a controversy, but Jeff Britton was the first to actually climb it uh, just by happenstance. And then Isaac, of course, beat him on the rope. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Or what do you think about the whole thing? You know, I think both of them deserve the credit that they have um, and that they're claiming. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you know, it's weird when you talk about accolades in that way. Because you have people that look on that aren't in their position, that don't know what they did and how hard it was to accomplish, that can very easily look at the situation and go, oh, he's a he's taken advantage of this or no, he's, you know, he not, he wasn't actually the first guy. And they, they are both firsts in some manner of the word. Yeah. Wow. What a great answer. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to argue with, but you know, at the end of the day, I think they both deserve the credit. So it was an incredible accomplishment. It's absolutely un unbelievable. Um, I, I want people to be able to follow you the way the Wolfpack does and learn from you the way we are learning from you. How can they get a hold of you? I mean, you have YouTube channels, your social handles. Why don't you lay all that information on us? And, and we'll include it in the show notes as well for everyone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my YouTube channel um, has hit about 28 million views. Wow. The channel name is my last name, which is LaFlair Parkour. Well, my last name's not Parkour, but LaFlair Parkour. All of my other channels are pretty much at Jesse LaFlair. So Instagram, Twitter. I have a Facebook fan page that uh, I post kind of exclusive videos to quite often. And that's 
That's under Jesse LaFleur fan page on Facebook. So Okay, and for everybody out there, Jesse LaFleur is J-E-S-S-E-L-A-F-L-A-I-R. You got to see this guy move, and you got to – I'm sure most of you have. I did just film my first professional sort of um, program that you can buy. Oh, great. For parkour? This one is – it's called wall control. It's everything from running cats, pounces, tic-tacs, wall runs, climb-ups, everything you need to know in relation to climbing, hitting, approaching – going over <laughs> a, a wall. So where can we get that? It's not available yet, but it will be, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be posting links in my social platforms once I have all the site information up and stuff like that. Okay. And yeah, once we get that info, we'll post it in the show notes as well. And we will give everyone a reminder. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. Jesse, you are a legend. I hope you get to make it back to American Ninja Warrior. I'd love to hang out with you and ask you some questions on some things I've been uh, having trouble with. Oh, yeah. You're a huge role model to a ton of the kids, to a ton of your fans out there. We love your YouTube page. We love your movement and what you've done for the whole sport to move it forward. You are truly an awe-inspiring individual. And thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem. Thanks for having me. Wow. What a great interview with Jesse LaFleur. I honestly didn't know that much going into this, but man, he is a fascinating human for sure. Yeah, he's a really, really cool guy. I think that there is a reoccurring theme that I'm pulling from these different high-level athletes, and it's not so much like you have to do this or that, but it's go out there, get some friends, and do what you want to do and have fun doing it, and you will be training during that time. But really, you're out there playing, having fun with your friends. Yeah, and he's really passionate about what he does. And he says he works on these tricks for like months and then finally gets it. I mean, that's not too much different than what we do when we project climbs. Absolutely. I think I've spent years of my <laughs> life trying different boulder problems in different parts of the world and finally doing them, getting that movement exactly perfect. And it's this moment in time, you're like, wow, everything just clicked. It's like fall, 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 fall. It can mm -hmm. be for days. And then that magic moment, you send it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, because I have watched a lot of parkour videos. Sometimes I'll see a trick and it's just like one move. It might not look hard, but that doesn't mean anything because it might be really hard. It's hard to tell because the guys like Jesse make everything look easy. But it's, it's interesting because they'll work on these specific little moves. Then you'll see them like connect them all. And it's almost like if you're a climber, it's like we, we do the same thing. You know, we, yeah. we'll, we'll learn like a, like a specific movement and then we're able to incorporate it later. And that's what I, I feel like I see a lot of these guys doing is they practice these things that they're just small little movements. But then when the moment comes and they need to react really quickly, um, they're very adaptive and they got that in their bag of tricks. One thing I really like that he talked about too is failure and he was talking it kind of or talking about it in like an overall encompassing way like in life like you mm -hmm. have to try things in reasons people don't do it is because they're afraid to fail but if you're not trying then you're 100% failing which I thought was really powerful yeah, but yeah. he also shows that he does that on a daily basis because trying to learn a trick for months at a time is failing 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 so he totally practices what he totally practices what he preaches, which is very inspiring. Yeah, the high level athletes are really good at failing and not being down on it, but picking themselves up and keep going. A lot of people have talked about that. I wouldn't even call it failing. I would refer to it as learning. Each time you fail at something, you're actually 
if you look at it from a different perspective, you're learning something. It's like, why did I fall? Why did I fail? Or why did I get that math problem wrong? What did I do wrong? And you can actually analyze and learn from it. But when he's talking about parkour and ninja warrior it's interesting that ninja isn't his main focus it's more uh, he's found this way to express himself through through parkour and that's that's his life and it's really it's awesome to see that well it's interesting too because he did talk about the the tv show and like and i've heard of this from a lot of other athletes just they get turned off by the the whole production of it and the Lights, camera, action. Yeah, it's just it's it, it kind of it just is so difficult and sometimes hard to enjoy when you're taking something that you love to do and it's so fun and then you you make it a TV show. I gotta tell you, my experience, you know, last year is we were in Kansas City and when I fell, it rained for two hours straight. The course was just absolutely soaked and dripping, and then all of a sudden it stopped raining and they found a window and they're like. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. Come on, move out there. Uh, who's up? Who's up? Okay, uh, Noah, let's go. And I was like, oh my God. And I think one guy ran before me, and of course he fell. Nobody finished the course after it rained, including yeah. Isaac. And they, they never talk about that on the show. The show is still amazing. We still we know the rules. You play the course as it lies. You sign up for that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the yeah. game. And there's nothing wrong with that, but... It was hard to grab all the the obstacles when they were soaking wet. I'm not going to lie. It made it harder. Yeah, and that's not saying that Ninja Warriors can do it better. Because what are they going to do, really? I mean, it's it's outside pores. Yeah, yeah, the only thing they could do is put it inside, but that wouldn't be as cool. Because they did that in England, and people didn't like it as much. Yeah, which is why, you know, you you take the hand that was given, and you play with it, and you're thankful to be given a chance to run. And that's the situation I was in. But definitely it can be frustrating. Yeah, and I think some guys just can't... Maybe they feel like it taints what they like to do. And I know some guys are pulling away from the show because of that. In fact, I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you guys hear that Elliot Hall... I know. Did you guys see his post on yeah. this? He said what he wasn't going to do it. I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, he posted that he just... Um, basically, and forgive me if I'm wrong, Elliot. He said something about, I think it was tainting his love of you know movement and the whole the parkour. We're going to have to get him in here for an interview. Yeah, we, we should do that and just get his whole take. Because um, I've heard other guys talk about it. That's not yeah. how I feel about it. And I can see their side of it when I listen to their arguments. Absolutely. One thing he said he loved, Jesse LaFleur loved about Ninja, though, was that you don't get a first try. You have to run it. And you got to on-site it. And for him, it must be a total playground because he's so confident with his lower body and his ability to flip and fly through the air. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and those, for those people listening that don't know what an on-site is, it means doing something first try with having no prior knowledge. Climbing lingo. You'll, you'll hear it. We'll try to explain it as we go. We're climbers, so. Also, do you remember, Noah, in Season 5... When you were doing your submission video. Oh, man. What did you say? Oh, I made a lot of enemies up front. <laughs> so, I, you know, I never thought I would get on the show, really. So I figured I would need, like, an in. You know, because I figured, you know, why are they going to choose me? And so I was like, man, this is a climber's course. I'm going to make this crazy statement. And I was like, parkour guys, they don't have what it takes. It's going to be a climber. And of course, I thought that a little bit, you know, but I, I also, you know, was... <laughs> Over-exaggerating. Yeah, I was over-exaggerating. And when they announced it on the show, you know, I hadn't shown my video. I was like, oh, I'm going to eat my words. <laughs> and so up front, you know, guys It was like, brilliant. Well, yeah, it got me on the show, but 
I soon realized that not only are these guys amazing, you know. <laughs> now they're angry. At it, you. It, 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 yeah. was, <laughs> it was double edged. It was. They, it's a TV <laughs> show. They want drama. That is, yeah. if you guys are making a video, that is one way to get on is to is to create some kind of drama. Well, and now now they're all my friends, and you know we we talk and we laugh and we joke about it. And here I am, a climber of twenty five years, and most of these guys have gone further than me. <laughs> so you know, in the end, I had to eat my words. But yeah, it was a good ploy to get on the show and it worked and now I'm the ninja doc. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. We're so proud of you. One thing I really liked that he was talking about was the fact that the obstacles are difficult or that there are some obstacles for him on the course that are difficult makes it more fun for him. Like if it was strictly a course made for a free runner, he wouldn't enjoy it as much. And that's because I think most of us really do like the challenge. Like you don't want to walk up to every climb you get on and do it the first time that would be very boring (laughs) that'd be nice (laughs) it would be in a sense but i think in the end you would be wanting more and i do it yeah. yeah totally and i think he totally touched on that and it's cool to hear it from another athlete in another sport it's pretty funny he couldn't make the show last year because he was filming a movie but he's got his application in he's one of the guys who could do it he's one of the best movers out there and he doesn't even train and he's made it to vegas I wish I could do that. I trained so hard. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys um, just a quick Jesse LaFleur story. Yeah. Um, so I was hanging out with him and Brent and a bunch of other guys. We were down training at Alpha Warrior. And um, just, this just kind of shows what a great guy Jesse is. But he was telling us that when they were traveling, him and his um, team or bros all traveling together, and they would randomly like get on their social media and find uh, a kid fan and call them up and leave a like a voicemail a lot of times on their message machine or <laughs> so cool. talk to them. That is awesome. That yeah, is isn't that awesome. great? That's amazing. Wow, what a neat little surprise. Totally. That's really cool. Let's do some tips, bros. Let's do some tips, yo. Let's do some tips, Can I call guys. you a bro, Vegas? No. Rest is so important for your training. You need to have adequate recovery time. You can't expect to train 24-7. Your body needs time to recover between workouts. Eat a smart and balanced diet, drink lots of water, and get a good night's sleep. You need to give your body time to recover and adjust to the new level that you've achieved. Your body needs taper weeks and times that you're not pushing yourself to the next level. Give yourself time to adapt. Let's talk about bangs. I've had them, and I decided to quickly lose them. Some people love them, and they do look really cute, but I found that they were just too much work for my everyday life. They get in the way a lot, and they add a lot more time to my daily routine. So if you love bangs, you should keep them, but for me, it's a no-go. If you want to burn more calories throughout the day, a great way is to start eating smaller meals more frequently instead of three large ones. Eating frequently throughout the day keeps you energized, and the energy you take to digest the food will burn calories while you're working or playing. Remember to eat healthy snacks, though. Candy and soda pop is a step in the wrong direction. It's important to be active, but diet and nutrition are paramount to good health. They are the basis for any athletic training and absolutely essential for all ninjas and high-level athletes. If you respect yourself, only put healthy fuel into your body. Okay, I have a question here from A&W Akbariism from Twitter. Anyways, he asks, Is the Team Ninja Warrior warp wall different? Well, I didn't think so. However, I talked to some of the other contestants, and they swear that the run-up was a little steeper on the wall. I personally believe that people were just really tired. 
when they got there, and that's why you saw people fail on it. Also, the feet being wet, you just saw a lot of slips um, when people were dabbing in the water. It's so hard to get traction when you have wet feet. So I hope this answers your question, and if you guys have any questions for me, submit them via social media, and I will see if I can answer them. Thanks, Brian. That's good stuff. Oh, and that reminds me, Brian, you and Party Time are on Team Ninja Warrior tonight. So everybody, tune in to Esquire. Team Ninja is going to be awesome. Brian Arnold's team is up, and let's see what they can do. Well, everybody, we're sad to leave you, but we're at the end of another Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Exciting things are just around the corner, though. We've got amazing guests coming up. Kevin Bull, Sean McCall, Joe Moravsky, Casey's going to be with us, Jeff Britton, Nicholas Coolridge, Travis Brewer, Drew Dresch, all everybody. So it's going to be really exciting. We have a couple new elements to the show that are really cool, and you're going to have to tune in to find out what they are. But we're going to be expanding on what we can do for you. So tune in. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Hands are so sweaty right now. I'm so dead.